This podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Publisher's Desk Podcast Network and the Reality Check Podcast Network. Welcome to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland, a unique podcast that breaks down all of the topics in life you want to hear about from someone who's been there, done that, and lived through it all. No topic is off limits, and all things will be discussed with thought-provoking knowledge that will make you look at things in a different way. Just Thinking for times like these. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangman. If you're listening to my voice today, then you've arrived at a wonderful place called Just Thinking. Thanks for joining me so much today. I so very much appreciate it. I'm broadcasting this show on June 8th, and you guys will be getting it on June 9th. You see, the Brooklyn in me just came out. I said, and you guys, you see, you can't take, uh, you can take the kid out of Brooklyn, but you can't take Brooklyn out of the kid, even at 70, you know? Even if I'm a psychologist, even if I'm a psychology professor, even if I'm a father and a grandfather, there it goes. Use guys. Anyway, it's so nice to have you here. And if it's your first first time joining us on uh, Just Thinking, thank you very much for joining the show. You know, we have 400 and I think 26 or 27 episodes for you to go back and take a look at if you like today's episode as well. And uh, the whole premise of uh, Just Thinking is... Uh, you know, kind of to have a discussion, like if you and I were sitting together and having a beer or a cup of coffee or whatever about, uh, you know, whatever's going on in your head, in the world, whatever. So uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell, just uh, to give people a little uh, update on that, because the show has been growing in leaps and bounds. I'm sorry for saying that every day. And I, man, if you were here, I would just be going, blowing kisses to people. I don't mean to be schmarmy, man. But I love podcasting. I love doing uh, videos. I love doing uh, in-service training, teaching, discussing things with people. I love all of this stuff. And uh, man, you're just making my heart sing by the uh, participation with the show. I hope we're bringing up some topics that are of interest to you. Speaking of which, uh, during the pandemic, which I find I have to do a show on this on the pandemic again, because a lot of people seem to think it's over. You know, because they want it to be over and I want it to be over too, but it ain't and it isn't. And sadly, there's more to follow. But um, one of the things that um, uh, as you know, people have been doing rather during the pandemic is they've been binge watching things before they, they get out and about more. Uh, as the cities and their uh, job and everything else uh, starts to reopen a little bit or things are a little bit more safe and uh, I, I saw some shows on uh, Netflix and primetime and, you know, different channels, things that I wouldn't ordinarily watch. And I've mentioned that on the show before. But one of them that I saw, I, I did several shows, uh, you know, in this series uh, had to do with Jeffrey uh, Epstein, you know, the billionaire uh, molester and victimizer of women and so on and so forth. And they had a series, a four part series, which when I saw it just last week. Uh, it was number two on Netflix in the United States. And uh, I wasn't really looking forward to seeing more about Jeffrey Epstein because he's kind of a despicable guy. And I pretty much felt that I had uh, most of the information that I needed to know about him. And, and uh, sadly, for Mr. Epstein and his family and everything else like that, you know, he's, he allegedly committed suicide. 
Uh, so it's kind of over and done with. Uh, but it isn't, and it's not. And uh, I saw that series, and I have to tell you, I know why it's number two on Netflix. And it's not because people were bored and didn't have anything to do. It was produced, I guess, by James Patterson, the famous author. I think he does the, you know, Kiss the Girls and Make the Cry, or the ones that Morgan Freeman was in, um, you know, uh, where he plays Alexander Cross, I think it was, the police uh, forensic, uh, you know, guy. And, um, he, you know, he's a wonderful crime author or suspense author. And, and he did this uh, four-part series. I have never seen anything so well done on such a public uh, figure as Jeffrey Epstein. And I wanted to do a show on it today because with all the protesting going on and the terrible things that happened to Mr. Floyd and uh, Mr. Garner in New York, you know, the gentleman selling, um, you know, loose cigarettes and he got choked out by the cops or you have all these other people, you know, the, the you know, with the police brutality or people going to jail for life in a, you know, life in a day over small ticket stuff or in private prisons, people are serving decades for, you know, minor drug deals and shit like that, or, you know, breaking probation or, you know, the third time on a low level kind of um, event or mandatory sentences, all that kind of stuff that happens where we supposedly want to get tough with people. It always seems to come down, as Reverend Sharp Sharpton pointed out, on the neck of, uh, well, number one, people of color. And number two, people who are poor. And if you're a person of color and poor too, which is a high likelihood, uh, hey man, you're really going to get it up the wazoo. Well, what does this have to do with Jeffrey Epstein? It has everything to do with this series. Because when you watch this series, it's, it's way more than a series on Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, it's called Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. And uh, it should actually be Jeffrey... Epstein, Filthy Rich, White Privilege on Steroids. Just what I said. And that's going to be the title of this show. Like I said, White Privilege on Steroids. And man, if you want to see four parts of a series, that's all that there is, and it's over, to see how one human being gets away literally with any friggin' thing that they want in life due to the fact that A, they're white, B, they have money, C, they're pathologically smart, and D, they make friends, uh, acquire friends, uh, buy friends in the right places. And I should add another one. I guess E, that's number five. Uh, you know, that's where you have the, the absolute chops to believe that nothing can happen to you because it doesn't. And you intimidate people and use the system illegally, immorally, unethically, and hurt everybody that you can in broad daylight. And that's what this guy did. That's what this guy did. And I'm not going to spoil the series for you. I mean, because people know about Jeffrey Epstein. But if you want to watch something that is so relative, uh, you know, and I'm not drawing everything out, you know, everything and saying, oh, you see this, this has to do with the protest. This, after watching this show, you'd want to go out and protest people who were wealthy, people who pulled shenanigans. You'd see the president in action as a younger man. Uh, and I don't mean a young man in his 20s. I'm talking about as a middle-aged man. And the, and the shenanigans he was pulling with the first lady, 
you know, along with Jeffrey Epstein. You'll see other famous people and you'll see how some lousy son of a bitch like this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, gets away with it over and over and over again uh, to the point that there were FBI agents crying that they couldn't get a case against this guy. You know, so in case you're not aware, you you know, maybe you don't come from this country. You don't know who Jeffrey Epstein was. He was a, uh, a, a guy who was amazingly comes from my old neighborhood, not far from me in Coney Island, which is 10 minutes from where I lived. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, I, I think he's three or four years younger than I was. And uh, he was a guy that, uh, you know, went to Boston College, I believe, to study physics, was very bright, uh, never graduated college, and uh, lied his way and got a job uh, in the Dalton School in New York City, which caters to rich people, and became noticed there, uh, you know, for being, uh, you know, uh, a very brilliant teacher and kind of a bon vivant. And the affluent people who were there started to introduce him to other affluent people, and uh, uh, what he did is he, st- he got hooked up with people in the stock exchange and the stock market and got involved with a, a variety of people um, by manipulating them, by being patently dishonest, by getting involved in Ponzi schemes and whatever over the years and became uh, quietly extremely wealthy, um, a first class liar. And he stayed out of trouble and carried the favor of many rich people. Uh, and then became a very rich person himself through very dishonest means, which they go through in uh, in the uh, series. Uh, along with this, he was a sexual deviant. He loved underaged uh, women, and as a matter of fact, he loved children. He liked you know pubescent children uh, or children you know in, you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Uh, they might, they could be 17, they could be whatever, but he liked very, very young women. And he had some other sickos that were people who were also white and privileged and, uh, you know, came from very, uh, well-to-do families that had maybe fallen on, uh, harder times. His one, uh, his one female companion, which I, I don't even recall her name, Jillman or something like that. Uh, she came from a very well-to-do family in England that had fallen on some hard times. She would procure people for him and, and he would, uh, you know, had a place in West Palm Beach and places all over the world. And he would get these vulnerable girls to come in and, you know, say that uh, he needed a, a massage, that, you know, he wanted massaging and, 
they would do this or he would, you know, round up people and then tell them all the things he was going to do for them. And, you know, if they wanted to study to be a PT, he'd pay for it and introduce them to wealthy people and blah, blah, blah. And all the while, he might do a little bit of that for them. Uh, he would pay them some money, but uh, he would set them up and then they would have to massage him. He'd play his weird sexual games and then some of them he might... Um, assault, molest, uh, rape. Uh, if they didn't want to participate, he would coerce them into saying, well, don't tell anybody. Here's your money anyway. But if you bring your friends, you can uh, make some money. And uh, they would make some money uh, doing this. And it went on like a Ponzi scheme, you know, like a pyramid scheme. Just dozens and dozens and dozens and then hundreds of these people well, the point of telling this, and you, should, you need to watch this series, uh, it's just like what you see happening in the government right now. It's just like what you see happening to these big religious organizations where people, in, in, in you, right in your face, steal millions of dollars. Uh, and they take it from you and, and they look at you and then just tell you there's nothing you can do about it. There's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Uh, if it's the president... You're, you're, uh, you're an inspector general for something, or you're one of the reviewers of something, or you're an internal affairs, a whistleblower person, you're a committee that's entitled to, no, I'm not sending that to you. Fuck you, it's not going to happen. And if you do this, I'm going to threaten you. Uh, you know, Remember the Lieutenant Colonel Vindeman that you don't talk about anymore? He got bounced out of uh, his role in the Pentagon. A sterling career in the military, destroyed by this guy. Other people, left and right. And I'm just using Trump as an example. But then you have this in other organizations. You have this at religious universities like, you know, Jerry Falwell's son or um, what's the other guy? Franklin Graham, the battling he's having with different things like that. All these crooked people that are using white privilege. They're using their wealth uh, on steroids. And that's why they call this series Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich. Now, put that into perspective and then think of Mr. Floyd or Mr. Garner in New York being choked to death over selling some loose cigarettes. Uh, how, much could, how much could he have made? $20 billion uh, 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 on loose cigarettes? What was he going to make? A couple of bucks? What was Mr. Floyd doing? Uh, you know, passing money known or unknown for $20 and he gets choked out? And then you look at these guys. You have to watch the series with, again, on Epstein. And the reason why they call it Filthy Rich, because he was filthy and everybody associated with him was filthy. Not physically, morally filthy. The system was filthy. Everybody in West Palm Beach knew this. Everybody helped, you know, the police, everybody. And when people took steps to get all this stuff together, with kids being molested, what did the police do? Members of the police force tipped this guy. So when the honest policemen were coming over to Epstein to raid his house and get, you know, like pornographic materials that he had and everything else proving that he was molesting people, because the people were telling the truth when they went in the house, they described everything just as it was. But all the other stuff had been removed. All the other stuff had been reviewed, removed. And what would he do? He would get away scot-free. You know, if somebody was pressing charges against him or saying something, he'd have his private eyes go over and, and tail people, tail the police, tail members of the grand jury, 
to see if he, you know, to see if he could get um, dirt on them. Uh, you know, have uh, his private goons, you know, sit outside somebody's home and and put their uh, bright lights on in their bedroom windows at night. And he would tell them the truth. There's nothing you are going to be able to do to me. I have friends in high places. Does it sound familiar to what's going on? Does it sound familiar to why the you, why people are in the street or they're busting out goddamn windows and saying they've had enough? I mean, I'm not just pulling this out of here. It was the first reaction I had. I said, yeah, one thing is directly related to another. And you want to know what? I'm reading the Times this morning. Uh, you know, it's uh, the New York Times. And what is it? what's one of the first things? Hospitals got bailouts. These are the big hospitals and furloughed thousands in the hospitals. Means furloughed means that they're not getting paid. They're getting laid off. And in some cases, firing people while they're paying CEOs millions of dollars. So when we're giving pandemic relief to hospitals, the hospitals are primarily not getting it. The workers aren't getting it. It took care of your mother and father or your sister or you or the members of your community who risked their lives. This, the chief executive offices, the rich people are getting the money. They're getting golden umbrellas. They're getting bailouts so they can get paid off. Companies that have gone bankrupt have applied for the small business loan things, gotten the money, paid off their people, and gone under. You know the big tax break in, in whatever it was, 2018 or 2019, that put us $1.3 or $1.4 billion in debt at the time, which now is nothing? No, you didn't get any of that. You got a couple of crumbs. Rich people don't even know what to do with the money. There's so much money. And I still hear people touting, and Trump is trying to pull that now. Saying, oh, you know, this is going to come back. Look how great the stock market's doing. Has anybody filled anybody in? I, I know you've heard this from me before, but, you know, maybe it's the first time listening to the show. I'm not a communist. Uh, you know, are there any of those around anymore for real? I'm a capitalist like anybody else, but a responsible person. I've owned a business. I believe people should get paid, but they should get paid fairly. Look at all these, look at all these, this crookedness. This is what Jeffrey Epstein series shows in spades. And what Mr. Patterson, James Patterson calls it filthy rich because it was filthy. It was filthy where he was in cahoots with some of the police. It was filthy where he was in cahoots with some of the judges. It was filthy where he was in cahoots with some of the prosecutors, namely the prosecutor in Florida where they finally bagged him and they had him in 2008 or 2009, whatever it was, uh, and they cut a deal that they didn't even show, to, didn't even let anybody else know. And that was the guy who became the secretary of, um, of I think, of urban development or housing and development, Secretary Acosta. He was the, uh, he was the uh, prosecutor there. And Jeffrey Epstein had all these people. He was, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution, and he basically got house arrest for 13 months. He was supposed to get a jail sentence for like uh, years at that point in time. And he would go out. He was supposed to be under house arrest. They had pictures in the, in the thing showing him out and about meeting people in different parts of the, of the country on his private jet. Now, how does he get away with that? But George Floyd gets, uh, you know, a knee on his neck for a $20 bill or Mr. Garner gets choked to death for selling loose cigarettes. 
Or the protesters have people coming out at them on horseback because they're standing doing things legally. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. In front of the goddamn White House and saying they disapprove of the way our country's acting, that we call out the military on them. But here's a guy who's a child molester. He's molested hundreds upon hundreds of women. And everybody knows it. Been investigated by the FBI, but not a goddamn thing happens. Not a damn thing happened to him. Not until, you know, 10 years later. And you all know the story with that. He finally got, he, he, he never expected it to have happened. And uh, yeah, they finally broke, broke in his house, set him up, and he didn't have time to, to get the shit out. And they found droves of incriminating material. And then he got the 45 years or whatever he got. Uh, he was looking to go out on bail for over, he offered them $500 million. And for once, a judge said no. No. Because of the Me Too movement, because of the because of the publicity, because of Harvey Weinstein, and quite frankly, because of the behavior of our president with Stormy Daniels and other you know porno people and other people that have been molested by this guy, or have been engaged with him in you know in nefarious things, and he's paid off illegally. People are more attentive to it, so he went away. But with this white privilege on steroids, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You'll have to watch the rest of it. I'm not going to spoil it for you, and I'm not. There's so much stuff in there, you won't believe your eyes uh, when you see it. And it's there right in black and white. It's right there on, on camera. It's right there, right in front of you. Just like the stuff you're seeing with people in the protests. Just like when you're seeing uh, you know, police officers beat the living piss out of somebody. I saw, I saw a person get... Uh, where four, uh, four or five uh, police officers had a guy the other day, uh, and it was a person of color. It was a, a black youth, it looked like, or a Mexican youth. It, to me, it looked like he was a black youth. I couldn't tell because he was getting pummeled so bad. They had him, uh, they had him taped or uh, tied to a chair, and he was begging, so please don't kill me. And there's these big, heavy-set white dudes. They're just pummeling the shit out of him. I mean, while well, he's tied in a chair. So, uh, man, you talk about two different worlds or three different worlds that we live in. Now, if you want to take that and take that, you're going to say, well, this is just, you know, white privilege or this is just people with money. You know, do, do other people get away with this, too? Sure. You get celebrities get away with this and they could be people of color. You get, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there are women who uh, molest other females or there are older people who molest younger people, you know, Jaguar. I'm just using whatever crazy combination that you can think of. But the big majority of this kind of stuff is done by males. Uh, a lot of it's done by, uh, or the, I, I would think uh, a good majority of this real privilege shit is done almost exclusively by white, rich males. And you know who the other cast of characters were in here? It really, really showed you what an equal opportunity employer 
being a filthy rich scumbag really is, is that when you see all the bullshit artists that you uh, see on the news, and you've heard me say before, I don't want to hear any more about the monarchy and that stupidity, uh, because it is stupidity, uh, you know, in my mind. And I'm, I so apologize to people from the United, United Kingdom. I know that's a, a custom and you respect that and want that very highly. But there's nobody who's a king, in my opinion. I mean, no, there are obviously, there's a title of that, but it, it's just it's just a archaic, it's, it's time for that to go. And I guess that's because I'm American and you know, we didn't want kings. So uh, forgive me for that one. That's just my opinion. But all that aside, uh, they are very wealthy. They get away with murder. And here's who's one of Epstein's best goombas. That's a buddy. That's a friend in Italian. Old Prince Andrew. Uh, he don't remember nothing. Although here it is, you know, several women. Uh, they've got him. They've got pictures of him. There he is with his hand around him. He's one of Epstein's closest buddies. He's been to his you know, big sexual island there that he's been, you know, knocking women off all the time. Uh, and he doesn't remember anything. He had that interview several months ago, Prince Andrew did. And then everybody said, no, you're not doing any more duties. He, he's been in a doghouse, but he's slowly getting out of it. See, like all these bastards, they get out of it. Then you've got Donald Trump. Uh, you've got him standing there. Uh, you know, when Epstein got bagged, you know, you see him with lots of films with uh, Epstein sitting there and looking at the women and pointing and acting as inappropriate as uh, the Donald ever was. And uh, then you see him in the present day saying, well, well I, I don't really know him uh, that well. Uh, you know, I, I kind of fell out of favor with him about 15 years ago. And he liked the younger, you know, I, I, I and nothing could be further from the truth, but let's give Donald a pass on that one, you know? Then you've got uh, my good old buddy uh, that uh, I have never had any use for. You see, you think I'm a dyed-in-the-wool uh, Democrat all the time or not? I'm, I'm, no, I, I like the best candidate. Bill Clinton, uh, a scumbag of the first order, in my opinion. I think he was um, a predator against women. Uh, just as bad as uh, that you could be. He wasn't just a Monica Lewinsky uh, person. And that woman, a young woman at the time, uh, when she was fooling around with the most powerful man at the, in the world as an intern, I think she was 21 or 22. My goodness gracious, do you remember when you were 21 or 22? If some female president of the country, uh, if you're a guy was you know coming on to you, do you think you might get involved with her? Come on, man. Talk about an unequal playing field. Talk about a manipulation. Lord have mercy. Uh, and he did that with many women when he was the governor of whatever the hell it was, uh, Arkansas, whatever place he came from. Uh, he used to have the state police bring his women in. Uh, you know, he was like Elliot Switzer, for Christ's sakes. You know, an, another bum. I, I, I wonder if he was uh, with, uh, with uh, Epstein. I, I bet you we'll find out that he was with him, too. But Clinton was another guy who had memory problems. Uh, he couldn't ever remember being on the, the big famous sex island uh, that uh, you know Epstein would take all these uh, women to, this one private island that he had in the Virgin Islands um, that was uh, supposed to be just miraculous. Although, uh, right on the show there, they have the flight logs and the landing logs that show him right there, uh, right when the people said, and uh, he had made, uh, he said he had never been to the island, and they have records that he was there 23 times. Now, was he involved in Pizzagate and having little kids with uh, Hillary Clinton? No. 
But you see where this stuff comes from? This comes from the fact when people on Fox News or demented Republicans, uh, you know, make up these bullshit stories or anybody does, what they do is they take a bunch of half-truths and they say, yeah, this guy is a, he is a whoremonger. He is a, so, and he is hanging out with this guy. There's, people know this shit's going on. And uh, then they try and stretch it out there a little bit. So there's the wonderful Bill Clinton, you know. So we've got Prince Andrew. We've got Donald Trump. We've got uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, anything happened to any of these people? No, Donald Trump becomes president of the United States. Prince Andrew, it comes out, he does an interview on TV. It really doesn't go well for him. So he just doesn't do some public affairs for a while. Other than that, it's, it's all over. No prosecution. No nothing. George Floyd, dead. Garner, dead. You know, how many videos do you have to see? Some black dude, uh, you know, stop, you, you got no taillight on. Boom, 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 boom. You know, somebody, some of you out there, you know, getting audited by the IRS or something like that, or you you, you, you talked hard in a speakeasy, for Christ's sakes. You know, you got to hire an attorney. You got the weight of the law coming down on you. These dirty bastards, nothing happens. Look what Harvey Weinstein, he was another one of his buddies. He got clipped, you know, at the end. He got clipped. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, him playing his game, you know, coming in with the walker and all that other bullshit. But the, the topper for me that I uh, thought was uh, really, really wonderful was uh, the famous attorney, OJ's attorney, you know, or one of OJ's attorneys, uh, you know, with uh, just who has been one of the biggest supporters of Trump. Uh, one of the biggest uh, people who comes out there always knows how to convolute an issue, always knows how to play the Socratic method of asking you certain questions to take people off the, the real issue. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, you know, a legend in his own mind. And if you ever want to see a, a, a law professor who really uh, shows where it's he really knows how to play semantics and twist words. He's really the definition of a sleazy lawyer to me. And he'll just sit there and look straight in your face as part of this privileged uh, class of people on steroids and just tell you, hey, it ain't so, Joe, when, when, you, got, when you got him dead to rights. He seemed to be a good buddy of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and... Uh, Man, he was accused of having sex with underage people. Uh, I think in the show they said seven or eight times or more. It could have been more. And there's been a lot of stuff. Oh, he was quite indignant. Uh, and there were actually litigations from him against people on the show and counter litigations. And nothing has been you know, solved in his favor to my date, to my knowledge, to date. So... When you watch the series, uh, again, I, I really recommend it. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the show today because it shows you that even for a, a show like this, for entertainment value, it really shows you the pervasive um, white privilege, the pervasive, pervasive perversion of justice the pervasive different um, differences 
of how people are treated based on their race, based on how much money they have, based on who they know. And it, to be very honest with you, when I watch this, even though I'm a, an older person and I've been around and I've worked in the, in the criminal justice system uh, on a different level, of course, it's hard to believe. And then it's not because it happens right in front of your face. It happens right in front of you. And it, it's, it's, again, it's a disgrace. And it's everything that's wrong with our country. It's a, it's a wonderful, uh, it's, it's another wonderful, wonderful uh, example of all the things that are wrong and all the things that need to change in America. You know, where if a guy like this or a guy like, or a woman or anybody, if somebody does something wrong, uh, yeah, if they have a lot of money, they'll be able to get a good lawyer. I guess they're lucky. That's, that's you know, I'm not going to hold that against anybody if they have means to do something. But after that, hey, man, it's supposed to be the same for that dude as it is for somebody else. You know? It's supposed to be the same. Equal justice under the law. So, again, uh, if you're uh, getting bummed out by people busting out some, uh, you know, windows and stores, and that's terrible to do that. They shouldn't do that. Uh, put it in context uh, with a lot of other shit that goes on in, in our country. Put it in context. I'm not saying that, uh, that, that people should do that. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be held accountable for doing that. Whoever that is to do those things. But let's put it into perspective, you know, let's put it into perspective uh, with things. And when you got cops and you got the military coming out and you got people swinging, uh, you, which I, you know, I, I'm going to do a show on are we in the midst of a, a police riot? Um, when you see people taking full baseball swings, I don't know how those kids could take that or those uh, people, the protesters. Uh, I have a baton here in my house that my father had. Uh, my father worked for the Metropolitan Transit Authority and uh, sometimes would have to do, uh, go on jobs with the Met Metropolitan Transit Police and, and did have a baton and was allowed to use it in his role as a safety inspector. And um, man, oh man, Jesus, uh, I can't imagine getting hit with that. I, I've done martial arts almost 30 years of my life. I mean, it would be like getting hit with a Louisville slugger. And these guys are creaming people left and right. And again, then you get guys like this, the prince, the, you know, two presidents, Harvard professor of law, a movie mogul, and more, so many more. They just walk away for the most part, or they did walk away, not for a year or six months or two years, for decades, for 20, for 30, for 40 years. Ruined lives all over the place. You know, something to think about that I was just thinking about. So check that show out uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. It's a goodie. And I hope you enjoyed just thinking today. I'll catch you next time. Be safe out there with the coronavirus. If you're protesting, if you're standing up for America and democracy and everything else like that, thank you so much. I appreciate it on whatever level you're doing it for. You're helping us all out. Stay strong. Stay safe. Try to do things as peacefully as you can. Okay? All right. Catch you next time. Bye-bye now.
Thank you for listening to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland. Please check out our website, www.rcpodnetwork.com or email him at swagland at gmail.com. And please make sure to subscribe to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland on your favorite podcast outlet.